0: This is Evan Robb and this is the Robb Review podcast. Laura, I'd like to welcome you. It's always great to be able to do a podcast together.
1: Yes, it is Evan, especially on a topic that we both love.
0: Yes, today's topic is independent reading, the importance of independent reading. And we're gonna try to kind of uh, wrap that around the importance of independent reading during a time where many kids are experiencing virtual learning the kids are experiencing hybrid learning, a combination of virtual and actually being in school. So, you know, mom, the uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot is how important independent reading is in an ELA classroom. And now more so than ever with kids getting less time in school, it, it resonates to me and I, I know to you too, the importance of uh, encouraging kids to be reading 20, 30, or up to 45 minutes per day.
1: Yes, and that that really needs to happen at home. And teachers need to explain uh, to children why that's important. And if we could get every student in this country doing that, we would not be experiencing the deficits that are being predicted in students' reading, skill, and strength.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting, interesting point that you just brought up there, and I'm going to deviate a little bit here. But the for kids to become better at reading, one of the things that you've always explained to me, and it's it's simple, but it's so true, is that they have to read. And so deficits will certainly be uh, increased during this time uh, because kids, many kids, are, are not reading as much. Uh, but the deficits are not increased just because very particular explicit skills are. Are, um, are not having, are, are not being taught. I mean, that's important, and we don't, we don't want to discount that. Uh, but one of the things that we want to bring people back to is that for kids to become better readers and to minimize uh, deficits within their reading, they need to read.
1: Absolutely, Evan. And reading is, I always compare it to a sport. The more you practice soccer, the more you practice tennis, the more you practice basketball, the better you get. The same is true of reading.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that that, that I believe, I think we both believe, is, is that during this time when many kids are virtual learning and other kids are starting to experience learning uh, through a hybrid model, that There is less reading going on. So we want to talk about some ideas that we can share to help increase the amount of independent reading that's happening with kids in your ELA classroom if you're a teacher, or within your building, if you are a building level principal.
1: Right. One thing I'd like to add, Evan, is your pre Uh, kindergarten, kindergarten and early first grade children who still are not reading should be looking at picture books and telling the story the pictures tell and finding words that they can read. We don't deprive kids of reading and and handling books and learning from photographs and pictures because they're not reading at a third, fourth, fifth or sixth grade level. It begins, as you and I know, with the handling of books and parents reading to children very early on.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, we we are at a time right now where it certainly is an advantage for a a child uh, to be in a family where books, you know, books are encouraged, where reading is modeled and and reading is encouraged. Uh, But unfortunately, there are some that don't live in a household where that's encouraged. And many many children would rely on the teacher as they would come to school five days a week to be encouraging them to read and to have opportunities to read independently when they are at school. And so some of those opportunities are missing and therefore some of these children are disengaging with their independent reading.
1: Absolutely, Evan. And I think it's important for teachers and schools to send a newsletter to parents All parents telling them why independent reading is important and why they need to support it and encourage their child to find a comfortable place in the house with a book and read.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, that's an important message. You know, we're, we're in a time right now where a lot of the communications from schools, and, and I don't discount what I'm going to say because, you know, I'm doing I'm doing this, which is I'm sending a lot of communications about safety protocols, about social distancing, about the masks and how masks need to be worn in the building and that they need to have at least two layers. All of those things are important. But while that's happening, you know, we, you know I like, you always bring me back to, okay, what's the core? What are some main things you want to focus on? safety absolutely you know safety has to be number one for kids to come to a building and for staff to be in the building but independent reading and reading is very important and so during this time you know, it's an opportunity to kind of reflect back on some some of the core values of yourself as a person or or the mission or goals of the school um, hopefully it has something to do with creating uh, creating readers and making sure that with the communications that have to go out that we as schools you know and, and as school leaders are also communicating the importance of reading, the importance of independent reading. It's not something that can be pushed by the wayside.
1: I agree, Evan. And uh, I, there are ways for students to get access uh, to books during, uh, <clears throat> during this remote learning, whether it be all virtual or, vir- or hybrid and virtual. Um, and one thing is in, in many communities, public libraries and school libraries are open, and they have specific hours, but you can go in and check out some books and return them, and check out more. That's one thing that uh, that can happen. A lot of schools also uh, will send will have pickup points where they have. Uh, bags of books for students to take home. So they have enough to read and some choices because there's more than one book uh, in that bag. But one thing um, I I encourage all students is rereading. If you have a favorite book in your house or you can check out a favorite book that you've read, read it again, you'll see more, you'll learn more, you'll bond more to the story. and uh, and it's delightful to reread. It's like watching a movie, uh, two or three times. So you know
0: that's that's a, a really interesting point, and I think it's something that, that that we forget because I think people are more inclined to listen to a song over and over again, watch a movie over and over. Uh, you know, as I've told you many times, you know, I was always a big James Bond fan, and Ian Fleming was one of the reasons that that, that I started becoming a reader, but. Recently, you know, I've especially with the passing, the unfortunate passing of Sean Connery, watched some of the original James Bond movies I haven't seen for a long time. And they're wonderful. And every time I see them, I see something that I didn't see the previous time that I saw it. But the same can be true for books. Your books don't have to be something that's just read one time and, and is done. But I think a lot of kids believe that they just want to move through it and then move on to the next. But there can be value in going back and, and rereading because you can. Experience new things that you might have missed the first time that you read the book. The other thing I I just want to come back to you had a really good point about public libraries and, and school libraries. You know, in my school, one of the things I'm very proud of, but we're a small community, so what I'm going to say is not, may not work in really larger communities. But I see my librarian and other librarians in our division really work to kind of reconceptualize the role of a librarian. And one of the things that they're doing is they have a bookmobile and they actually deliver books uh, to families and they pick them up when when um, families are done with the books, which I think is just wonderful because oh, it's just one more it's innovative and, and it's it's helping kind of break down some barriers to get books into the hands of kids.
1: And that's especially important in rural areas uh, where um, transportation might be limited and the availability uh, of a library close by to a home is limited. So delivering books and picking them up and then uh, bringing them back and then sharing them with other children, it's a very powerful statement about the importance of reading. Um, If you have internet connections, there are many poems and stories in the public domain that you can look at. They might not be that relevant uh, to the children of today, because uh, to be in the public domain, these materials are 100 or more years old uh, and often don't resonate with the issues and the lifestyle of today's children. But I recommend that you investigate that because you might find something that you enjoy. Also, a lot of schools, Evan, have um, ebook platforms that are free to their students and those are ways to access contemporary books of all genres
0: let me ask you just a really a real concrete kind of question here which is about how many minutes do you recommend teachers and schools should be encouraging kids to read let's let's focus this between grades four and and let's say into high school how many minutes should kids be reading a day ideally
1: I would say 45 minutes to an hour, and you could break it up into two different segments. But you know, a lot of times, if you really get into a book, you don't want to put it down. So, uh, but we know from the research, and and the research it, it has is scientific in this in this sense that if students read 65 minutes a day, they will meet over the year more than 8 million. Words And we know that the more words you have, the better reader you are, the better thinker you are, the better writer you are, because you have language to think and to communicate.
0: Yeah, that's really, it's um, an important piece of advice. I appreciate you sharing that. As we head towards the final stretch of our little chat here today, we'll talk a little bit about accountability because this sometimes comes up with, with kind of wrapped around, well, if I'm gonna be expecting kids to read 30 or 45 minutes a, a day, you know, how am I gonna hold them accountable for that? How do I um, give them a bad grade potentially if they don't do that, uh, things of that nature. And you've talked about this before, but it's important to bring it up, bring it up again. So I'm just gonna let you address the accountability very quickly right now.
1: Yes, well, first of all, you don't grade reading and you don't give a bad grade for reading because you'll turn the reader off reading forever. Um, It's not something that is graded and and uh, and it and the accountability is different. I would suggest that uh, students in a notebook should keep a list of the books they have finished uh, and, and any book they abandoned, which is fine if they didn't like a book, they should not read it, but Uh, In hybrid learning, in school, every maybe three or four weeks, students can pick a book they really enjoyed or are enjoying and work in a little group and talk about it and share. So in a way they're advertising books uh, to their peers. You can do that remotely by putting students uh, in a chat room together. Uh, That's, um, and, and teachers could confer about reading with their students and that's about as far as I go. I always tell teachers and administrators, Evan, to think of how they read. Uh, Nobody is asking you to uh, make something to show that you read it or to take a test to show that you read it. There is an element of trust, but talking about a book is really important because it helps the reader maybe solidify their ideas but also hear different perspectives on the same book and also being introduced to books they might not have chosen because a peer really loved it
0: yeah i think that's a really important message you know one of the things that that i want to share and this is really particularly for um, administrators who may be listening to this podcast one of the things that we hear, especially during you know, hybrid learning and virtual learning is we have to concentrate on the super standards, you know, just, uh, and and I, again, I'm not discounting that, but one of the things, you know, language arts classrooms are not effective because we're drilling, killing, you know, particular skills during a 60 minute period. And since kids have missed a lot of school, the way to make it up is we, we drill and kill these specific skills that kids don't read that doesn't make any sense you know independent reading is important in language arts classrooms all the time during our normal times and during uh, our, the times that we're in right now so please you know encourage uh, encourage you to you know encourage your teachers to make sure that they are champion independent reading, that they're promoting independent reading, and that they are allowing independent reading to occur in the classroom, because it is a good use of time. And to an administrator, I would ask you to reflect, how are you communicating the importance of independent reading to your teachers, to your students, and to your community, especially during this time, during virtual and hybrid learning?
1: Absolutely. Evan. Uh, and <clears throat> the other thing I would add is, I want to see all teachers encourage independent reading. Sports, there are phenomenal books about sports here. I would love, you know, if you're meeting with a sports teacher, then I would love them sometime to feature a book they're reading or suggest a book that students would like. The same thing with music, with science, with history, with mathematics. Uh, we want students to read widely and to know that reading is part of all learning. And absolutely. Yeah, and it's a lifelong uh, habit that brings so much pleasure to you.
0: So let me ask you this as we wrap up the podcast. Um, I'm going to share what I am reading right now with, with our listeners. And, um, and then I'm gonna ask you to share what you're reading. So for me, I um, am actually getting into reading some Stephen King, which I haven't read for a long time. And I'm reading a book called 112263, which I'm about 400 pages into. It's a really big book, but I would recommend that book. And I really enjoy at times reading books that have uh, nothing to do with my profession at all. And I, I don't. And it does not mean I don't read a lot having to do with the profession. I really do. But I just enjoy sometimes digging into some fiction or some stories that 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 are just different and in the case of Stephen King's a wonderful writer and so I've really been enjoying that. What about you?
1: Well I just finished a book that I tweeted uh, today, uh, Fascism by Jason Stanley and and I said in my tweet that it should be a book that every high school civics and uh, <clears throat> and, and government class requires of its students. It's extremely well written, very readable um, and it gives you a lot of insight and makes connections to what's happening in the world today. The next book I'm going to start today is Punching the Air by Ibi Zaboy and Yusuf Salam. Yusef Salam was one of the uh, Central Park Five who spent a lot of time in jail and then was exonerated. And he's a poet and a writer. And together they have uh, written this book in free verse and I'm anxious to start it. It's about um, a Black teenager who was imprisoned, um, um, but but wrongly imprisoned. So that's all I know so far, and I will start it today. But it, it, yeah, so it's exciting, the things that, uh, and what a difference, you know, two different books, but I like to read anything that catches my interest, um, I'll pick up and read.
0: Well, fantastic. Well, if this comes to we come to a conclusion now, rather, to the Rob Review Podcast. Hope we shared some tips about independent reading that have helped you out, either affirm things that are happening within your classroom or your school, or potentially uh, got you thinking a little bit about some things that might be able to be a little bit different as we work to, in partnership, to help schools create cultures of reading all across America and all across the world. So thank you very much, Laura, for spending some time with, us, with me today for our podcast.
1: It's a pleasure, Evan, and I'm so glad you asked both of us to share our reading because I want teachers to do that uh, and principals to do that with the students in their school so they realize that reading is more than something you do for school.
0: Absolutely. This comes to an end to the Rob Review podcast. We will be back soon with more podcasts focusing on reading and building a culture of reading in your school. Thanks for checking it out.